What's up, guys? Brett Apple here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks here on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC Fight Night Sanhagen versus Dillashaw on Saturday, which should be a fun one. Dillashaw returning after a couple years on the shelf. I, of course, am here to give you my favorite cash gameplay, tournament play, salary play, and my fade of the week on DraftKings. Always a lot of big prizes over there. As always, make sure to subscribe to the channel, like the video, comment below who your favorite DraftKings play of the week is. Always enjoy reading those. And again, there's just so much great content coming out on the Mayo Media Network across all sports too. But for MMA, we got the Dogger Pass podcast. Mad Lab's got his main event breakdown, and I'm here with the quick pick. So without further ado, let's get into the slate. And my cash game play is going to be Cesaro Eubanks at 9.3k. All right, cash games this week. I like Sajara Eubanks at 9.3K, and yes, I know she is not traditionally a cash game target, not the safest fighter on the roster. Only 6-6 six and six professionally, so there. I mean, this obviously doesn't come without risks. However, she is the biggest favorite on this slate, currently at minus 340, to win against a newcomer, Elise Reed, who is only... 4-0 and professionally, and among other things, Reed has been fighting at 115 pounds, and she even fought at 105 pounds in her professional debut, but the last three have all been at 115. Eubanks is dropping from 135 pounds, and this fight is at flyweight, so... Um, not necessarily in terms of height and reach, but Eubanks is used to fighting much, much bigger and much better competition up at bantamweight and now facing an opponent who is being essentially forced to come up to flyweight on short notice. Eubanks should have a lot of physical advantages over Reed. She does have four inches of reach and a couple inches in height, but just in terms of physicality and build, Eubanks should be bigger in this matchup and a more physical presence. And most importantly, I think she's going to have success with her ground game. Eubanks still succeeds on the ground on pretty much all of her fights. She averages 1.88 takedowns per 15 minutes coming off a loss in which she landed two. But, you know, throughout her UFC career, two takedowns, three, two, one, two, three, zero, and two takedowns. So she's pretty consistent, and she's a high-level black belt on the ground, not necessarily the best finisher, but she's very technical and does know what she's doing on the mat. And she's facing an opponent in Reed who is just not that skilled on the ground. Even if you watch Reed's tape in terms of her fights in 2020 I mean she was getting taken down and mounted and in late 2020 again another fight in 2020 she was getting taken down and mounted and yeah maybe she's made some developments I mean she's 28 years old but I do think Eubanks is going to be able to land takedowns in this spot and on the ground Eubanks should be able to control Reed if not advance position and finish her um, and so there's just such a high floor for Eubanks in this matchup, um, there are, I mean, there are some concerns, and the concerns I have with Eubanks would probably be her cardio. She typically slows down. Uh, maybe the cut to, to flyweight hurts her a little bit, and Reed is not a terrible striker. Comes from a, a karate or taekwondo background. Might have a bit of a speed advantage over Eubanks, but, I mean, if Reed wins, it's probably going to be this ultra-close split decision in which Eubanks still has wrestling success anyway. I mean, that's probably my best guess. 
But I do think more likely than not, Eubanks controls this fight. She might even have success on the feet as well. She lands strikes at a pretty high rate, 4.52 per minute. She just has a lot of grappling potential here. And as the biggest favorite on this entire slate, at 340, I do think she's a solid cash game play. Even at plus 160 inside the distance, that's unusually high for Eubanks. Um, so I think she, you know, is a strong play in all formats, even in tournaments. I don't know that you have to pay up on this slate in tournaments. There's going to be a lot of uh, action in that upper 8K range, lower 9K range. But I do think Eubanks is among the safest options on this card. Add in her grappling style, which scores well on DraftKings, and she will be my cash game play of the week at 9.3K. Moving on to my tournament play of the week, I'm going to give out Brendan Allen at 8K. And this is more of a fight um, prioritization than a fighter. I think the winner of this fight between Allen and Soriano, the winner is, is likely to score very well and exceed value at their uh, 8.2K, 8K price range. The fight is minus 110 even, so a pick em, uh, across the board right now, and you can play either side. I have a feeling Soriano is going to be the more popular fighter, which is why I'm officially recommending Allen here. But, I mean, look, Soriano is fought twice in the UFC. He's won by first round knockout both times. He has two knockdowns in each of those fights so, and put up 128 and 124 points. And Brendan Allen was knocked out not that long ago by Sean Strickland. So it's not that hard to put two and two together and think Soriano might just be able to crack Allen early, knock him out, put up a big score. He's got a better inside distance line at plus 160. Like I said, I think he's going to be more popular, but I have no problems with Soriano. I'm going to be targeting Soriano uh, moderately on this slate. I think he's an excellent target. If he wins, I think it's fairly likely to come by knockout. But... Um, Brendan Allen is the better grappler, and he's also more suited to fight a hard 15 minutes than Soriano is. Um, Soriano has never lost. He's 8-0, and so it's kind of tough to picture him losing and, and picture where his flaws are, and like, make no mistake, Soriano is going to lose sooner or later, and... I just worry that, you know, these early first round knockouts, um, he hasn't really been tested too much. He's probably being a bit overvalued in this spot against Brendan Allen, who's fought pretty solid competition. Carl Roberson, Sean Strickland, Kevin Holland, Kyle Dawkins, Tom Breeze. It's, it's not the greatest list in the world, but it's not bad. He's gone past the first round three times. Um, Soriano swings really, really hard. And if he doesn't connect... I think he's going to get pretty tired. And Brendan Allen is a better submission grappler here. I worry a little bit about his wrestling. It's not that strong. But he does land 1.73 takedowns for 15 minutes. And grappling just scores better on DraftKings. So in Brendan Allen's wins, 102, 109, 94, and 111, 94 points was in a decision. I think Allen has more paths to scoring on DraftKings this week, whereas Soriano, for Soriano to end up on the optimal lineup on DraftKings, it's probably going to be a first-round knockout. There aren't really many other paths. Brendan Allen could win in the first round by submission. He could win by third round in, by submission. He could win by decision. It's generally going to come from grappling regardless, and I just think that gives him such a higher 
floor and ceiling at potentially a lower ownership. And it's not like his inside distance line is that bad. It's plus 180, plus 170 that I'm seeing right now. So Brendan Allen has a good chance to finish this fight as well. And I think he's much, much safer if he wins this fight. He's very, very likely to exceed value and uh, compete with the optimal lineup, whereas Soriano's path to, vic path to the optimal lineup is much more limited. Like I said, this is one of my favorite tournament fights on the slate. Considering the pricing, the winner is very likely to exceed value. I think Soriano is going to be more popular, but I'll be a bit heavier on the grappler in Brendan Allen there at 8K. Moving on to my salary play of the week. This is a, a, another one of my favorite fights to target in tournaments. It's going to be Darren Elkins at 7.6K taking on Derek Minner. Um, Elkins is a plus 135 underdog currently, and... I am definitely scared by his health, I guess, is the right answer. Um, you know, he's fought 35 times professionally, and he takes so much damage, man. So I, I think the wheels, the wheels are going to fall off pretty soon, um, which is probably why he's an underdog. I think a lot of people see the same thing. And if Derek Minner wins this fight, I think it's gonna come inside the distance. Minner is a finisher. He's extremely aggressive. He blows his load and either wins early or loses generally inside the distance. I'll pull, pull up the numbers officially. Minner's 26 and 11 professionally. Of those 26 wins, um, 22 have come by submission, one by knockout, only three decisions. And of his 11 losses, He's been submitted eight times, and he's been knocked out twice. So he's only gone to decision in a loss once. And he is actually coming off a decision win against Charles Rosa, but he was just able to take Rosa down and lay on him. And Rosa's really a terrible wrestler. I don't think Elkins is going to lose in that same style. Elkins is a better wrestler than Derek Minner. He's also bigger than Derek Minner. Yeah, he might get taken down. He might get taken down early. He might get submitted early. He might get knocked out early. I think that's very possible, and that's why I like Minner in tournaments. Um, but Elkins is a veteran, and he's even though he gets hurt often, it's generally by really good competition, and he doesn't get finished very often. And he's coming off a win in which he landed seven takedowns and attempted 21 takedowns. Um, and I just think he's much better suited for a 15-minute fight. So yeah, Minner might come out here and starch Elkins, but if he doesn't, I think Elkins is going to have success with his wrestling. And there's a really good chance that Minner just fades and loses inside the distance because that's what he's done in 10 of his 11 losses in his career. And so at 7.6K, um, because I think there's a high chance this fight ends inside the distance because Elkins is wrestling and control-based, which scores so well on DraftKings, I think he's an excellent tournament target. There's obviously a lot of risk here, but Elkins is coming off a, a third-round submission, which he put up 124 points. His other wins, 93, 86, 82, 124, 140. So he has a very high floor and a very high ceiling in a win, and he's only plus 135. The floor is non-existent, overall because he might put up zero if Minner starches him and that's why having exposure to this fight overall makes a ton of sense but man I, I just I'm not totally ready to trust Minner and Elkins is much cheaper 7.6k 
has a lot of upside, maybe a bit sneaky there. So I'm really big on this fight, and I think Elkins is probably being undervalued in this spot. I like him as my salary play there at 7.6K. Moving on to my fade of the week. This one was tough. I'm going to give out Ian Heinish at 8.5K. Just not very interested in, interested in him compared to the other fighters in this range. I already talked about Derek Minner and Soriano, who are kind of the the one and the other end of this range. But you also got Sanhagen in there, Williams, Aspen Ladd, uh, Maverick. There, There's a lot of potential in this range. And Ian Heinish just typically doesn't produce that much offense and doesn't score that well in wins. Um, his most recent win, he put up 109 points. That was a first-round knockout. So, yeah, if he can reproduce a first-round knockout, obviously he's going to score well. His other two wins, 67 and 77 points. And at 8.5K, I mean, you know, he's averaging 1.13 takedowns. Per 15 minutes, that's not a high rate. 3.28 significant strikes per minute. He's very tough, and and I appreciate that about him. But, you know, 58 strikes, 53 strikes, 20 strikes, 27 strikes in his last four fights. It, it, it's, there's just not that much offensive production here. He has some grappling potential. Imavov can be taken down. That's probably where Heinish is most likely to succeed. But I'm just not confident in a ton of takedowns a ton of control knockdowns knockouts and Heinish is plus 345 inside the distance which is not a very strong number um, I don't think it's impossible that he scores well obviously but there are just so many other fighters priced above the mid-range that I have to prioritize on this slate some who can grapple like we've already talked about Eubanks I already mentioned to several other fighters in this range Adrian Yanez is going to be chalk at 9K. So they're just, Heinish falls so far low on the priority list for me because of his lack of offensive production, because of his lack of finishing potential, that I'm just not going to get around to him much with a limited number of lineups. So Ian Heinish there at 8.5K, not my favorite option. He's going to be my fade of the week. All right, guys, and that's going to do it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you so much for the support. As always, dailyfanmma.com for all your DraftKings breakdowns needs we have a full article up as of now uh rankings are coming projections are coming podcast is coming got a ton of betting content already out several bets live for this slate but if you want um any any content more content this week dailyfanmma.com you can follow me on twitter at double p again let us know in the comment section who your favorite play is on the card like subscribe you know the drill thank you guys again best of luck this week stay safe out there we'll talk to you soon Peace.